Welcome to the Gymnastics Mindset Academy podcast, where we develop happy, healthy gymnasts who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Coach Cece. I'm here with Coach Allie, another conversations for coaches. And this is our favorite one in the month of talking about creating powerful fuel, where we have finally got to the end of the mindset progression. And we're actually going to talk about creating the powerful fuel. So Allie, what is powerful fuel? Okay. So we keep talking about how emotions are giving you energy or taking away energy. So powerful fuel are emotions that give you energy towards the actions and goals that you want to be taking. And so different emotions are going to give you different amounts of energy. I've talked about identifying emotions on like a whole scale of um, giving you pretty neutral amounts of energy. Like you could say, we like to say neutral is like, this is a bad handspring. And because that's very neutral and that you're like, okay, cool, whatever. Like that doesn't give you positive or negative energy, but you can kind of build up from there to, um, I'm curious about what it would be like to do this back handspring, or I'm hopeful I can do this back handspring to all the way up to, I'm so excited, stoked to do this back handspring. So I like to think about um, the emotions and learning how many cups of coffee each emotion gives you. <laughs> but <laughs> because it's going to be different, right? Like stoked is going to be like five cups of coffee when maybe like curious is going to be one cup. Okay. That's how much energy it's giving you towards your goal. Now, we love to try thought swaps, right? Have you done a thought swap in your gym? Like I can't do this to I can do this. So in that thought swap, you're trying to jump from this negative emotion, I can't, which is usually very, very negative, like discouraged, hopeless, like defeated, defeated. Yeah. Really made a lot of energy taking, 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 taking energy from being able to do that skill. Right. Because the emotions are actually feeling you to take action or not take action. Okay. So not taking action. So you get to, um, decide what you want to fuel you. And if you try and say, I've got this, which is confident, which is more like a five cups of coffee type emotion, your brain's not quite ready for it. That's like automatically having five cups of coffee injected into you without having your first and second and third and fourth cup. Okay. (laughs) I know kind of a crazy analogy, but It's really the idea. The point is when you're trying to help your gymnast or even yourself think more positively about something, you have to start lower and build up to these positive emotions. Another way that we um, describe this is like filling, charging a battery and, and you're filling that battery up and up and up until that battery is full. And when that battery is full, it's giving you the most energy towards your goals and your skills. So that's the visual. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like next month. The The topic next month is how to actually think positively. We have another mindset progression. That's how to go from the bottom to the top, how to create that energy. And so we'll teach you how to do that. But before we do that, we even just want to start learning about how to create the positive side. And just taking the moment. So we learned how to identify all of these negative emotions and what they feel like in your body and give them a color and give them all the things. 
Well, fun fact, you do the same thing with the positive emotions. They are the same. You still just have chemicals and uh, hormones and everything rushing from your brain. You have a thought, your brain releases all of this to your body, and then you take action from it. Mm -hmm. That's where you want to be taking action from, right? right? Yeah. And so, and so learning how to do that, identifying positive emotions, what they feel like in your body, where you feel them, and being able to identify how much energy that gives you is going to be a really, really way more fun one. I'm not yeah. going to lie about it. It's way more fun, but a really powerful way to help you get to where you want to be. Because um, if you try to create a emotion that you're not ready for or that you can't quite get to yet, then you end up in back in your negative emotions. And so that's why we like to teach it on like a scaling system and learning how it feels in your body. So Stacy, do you want to kind of give more on that? Yeah. So, well, I think we can actually move into just, um, talking about some of the different emotions and then what they're like, how they're usually useful for. Yeah. Um, because again, we talked about this previously, but gymnasts like to go straight to confident to the number five, and that's a process to get there. But other emotions actually are, are better for the process of learning. And so, um, most of us aren't very, um, practiced at learning different kinds of emotions, how they feel and what they do. So I think just talking through some of them could be really helpful, um, to, to oh, do that. that. Yeah. So, um, I'm looking at our emotions list and we have some on here that are bolded because these are the emotions our gymnasts go to a lot. Um, but when learning a new skill, let's talk about some of the top emotions that are really helpful for fueling that process. So Allie, what's some of the ones that you like the most? Um, at the very beginning, when we're just getting to this point, like of just the first stepping stone, um, I really like to use um, optimistic, mm. hopeful, and, um, focus sometimes is a little too much, but focus sometimes is helpful. If you pick like one small part of the skill, like I'm focused, I'm seeing my hands. Let's just, let's just for sake of this discussion, say we're talking about doing a back handspring on beam. We get a lot of beam. So, beam and a lot bars. of in a lot of series. So we'll just, we'll just say back handspring, whether it's in a series by itself, but like, I am hopeful <laughs> that I can get my hands on the beam. I'm optimistic that I can get my hands on the beam and just starting to like identify, um, what can get you there. And when I do focused at this level, um, I I'm focused on seeing my hands hit the beam rather than I'm focused on my back handspring. Very broad. When I do focused, really, really narrow. Yeah. So those are three of like some of my beginning ones that I can, I feel like I can really get girls on board with, mm -hmm. um, and, and get them in the step of the right direction. I know Stacy has a different favorite. What is your favorite to start them with? Well, my favorite to start them with is the, the second step that you were talking about. I usually start them with, let's figure out the one thing they need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to take a little detour for a second on that. Um, our brain likes to think about the, like our brain focuses on the negative, but, but the, the subconscious part of our brain isn't able to hear or understand don't. And the easiest example of this is don't think about a purple zebra. 
Don't think about a purple zebra. Don't think about a purple zebra. Immediately what comes to your head is a picture of a purple zebra. And then you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to think about it. And so you like make it pink. But your brain can't not do something. It doesn't know how to not do something. So don't fall. Your brain is only thinking about falling. Don't, um, you know, don't turn, uh, don't turn so soon. Like a ton of times when we give kids corrections, we tell them what not to do. Their brain doesn't know how to, fo- how to do that. And so giving them a correction of what, what do they need to do? What's the one step they need to do? And so if you're giving them a correction, like, okay, on the next turn, I want you to try to, to, um, square your hips when you, when you throw square your hips, when you push that, I want you to focus on that one thing, square your hips. Or sometimes what we'll do is we'll say, okay, what are the five things you need to do now? Pick the one thing you think is the most important, but they get to that one. And so that's what I usually do. And then I focus in on, um, focused, determined, or, um, trusting. Mm-hmm. Trusting is the one I use a lot. Is that the one you were thinking of that I use all the time? Uh, I actually was thinking of curious. You oh, curious. curious. Yes. A lot. <laughs> You're right. Stacy lives in curious. Yes. Right. So to get to that, we're going to be curious. So to get to what is that one thing I need to do, we start with curious. I'm curious to see if I try to sit square, if that's going to help me. I'm curious to see if I look at my hands, if that's going to help me. I'm curious to see. And so each correction, we ask them to be curious to see how that correction is going to help them. Here's where it's brilliant. It doesn't matter if they do it or not. There's not the pressure for our little perfectionists that they did it or didn't do it. They're just curious. I'm just curious to see. I don't know if this correction is going to be the correction that's going to help you. We're just curious to see. And so that allows a lot more of the like cast over on the handstand, cast under on the handstand until you can finally be right. Oh, I wonder if I go harder if I'll hit the handstand. Nope. I went too hard and I fell over. I wonder if I go, Oh, I didn't go hard enough. And like being able to be curious gets us there. Then after curious, I moved to, then when we figure out what is the thing they want to do, I moved focused, determined or trusting and trusting. I love to bring in when they're feeling afraid of a skill, I help them figure out what is the thing that they need to do to keep themselves safe on the skill. So on back handsprings, they're normally afraid of what, Allie? Missing their hands. And they're afraid of missing their hands because they're afraid to? Land on their head, fall, hit the yeah. beam. Hit their head most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> they're mostly afraid of like hitting their head. They don't want to do any of the other stuff, but they're terrified of hitting their head is the worst part of it. So um, then we figure out, okay, what do you need to do to make sure that no matter what, you don't hit your head on the beam? And it's like hands together, arms straight. If I can keep my hands together, my arms straight, my head is not hitting the beam no matter what. So I'm like, do you believe that no matter what else happens, you can keep your hands together, your arms straight? And most of the time they're like, yeah, I could do that. I'm like, okay, we're just going to focus on hands together, arms straight. Do you trust yourself? that you can keep your hands together and arms straight. And they're like, yeah. So then the thought is I trust myself to keep my hands together and arms straight and keep me safe. And then they can usually go even when they've been afraid. So those are my favorites um, to help. Let's pick out a few others. What are a few other uh, emotions that you use a lot in helping your gymnast um, actually create the fuel to do what they want? Um, 
Okay. This is kind of from last times, but I do use brave a lot when we're still working through, um, because it's the and emotion. And I really like almost make them make brave mean both emotions that they're having. Um, it's just an easy way to pull that together. And, um, it's also really easy to be like, Oh, have you been brave before? And like, have them give examples of times that they've been brave in gymnastics before. And then they realize that they're, they're capable of being brave. It, then they start feeling capable. Like it helps them get to that more positive emotion. And so I really just like to talk about bravery as this like fun, you have both emotions and it's something you've done before over and over again. And that's confidence, right? Confidence yeah. is something you've done over and over again. Oh yeah. You've overcome and been brave so many times. Wow. I wonder if you could be brave on this skill, you yeah. know, and what would it take for that? And yeah. so I think it just helps open up a lot of dialogue to help you get them there. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I love calm, relaxed, and capable. So mm -hmm. those ones kind of tend to, and again, it's like calm, they need to figure out what it is they're afraid of. And then can they trust themselves to keep themselves safe? And then they start feeling calm, mm -hmm. um, relaxed, similar, capable. Are they capable of doing the one correction? Are they capable of doing the one thing? Um, I even, a lot of times their brain is so focused on the end. So right now I'm learning to do a back handspring on beam or hand, hand or hand lay or whatever it is. And I'm thinking about, I literally just coached a girl on this right before we started recording. Like I'm thinking about when I have to do it on the high beam and I'm terrified of it. So she was telling me about how this, her high beam so slippery and all the things. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where are we doing the skill right now? She's like, oh, on the low beam with a pad, <laughs> you know, or on the beam with the pad with all the mats up under it. And so um, helping, uh, helping them kind of go, are you capable of doing it on the laser beam? Yes. We're not worried about getting it up on the high beam yet. You have got so many times of um, doing it safely and successfully to build that evidence for your brain where it's going to start feeling confident before we get to the high beam. You're not going to feel when you get to the high beam, like you would feel right now, jumping up on the high beam right now, we're just doing it on the laser beam. Are you capable of doing it on the laser beam? Yes. Okay. So it doesn't have to be capable of doing the end result, but are you capable of doing this one next thing? Yeah. And physically, I was going to say like that brings in some of my, like those gymnasts that are like powerful or strong and they know they are kind of a thing, just being able to Powerful is so great for vault. Yes. Like they might not be like, oh, I can do a Yurchenko one and a half, but maybe they're like, oh, I'm super powerful, which means maybe I will be able to figure it out. You know, like they're believing in that one thing about themselves that is true rather than that skill that they're unsure of. So if thinking about internal of like graceful, powerful, strong, like some of those things can be really easy to tap into if they're ones that they truly believe about themselves. If you have a really fragile gymnast, they might not believe they're powerful, right? Even if they are like, and you believe that, that doesn't mean they do. So it has, I mean, there's a big difference between them believing and you believing or thinking that. So uh, in order for those ones to work pretty quickly, they have to be things that they already believe. So if you know that about a gymnast, like 
I'm someone who always thought I was strong. I'm not going to lie. Like that was something I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty strong, strong yeah. gymnast into weightlifting. So it was really easy for me to be like, oh yeah, I'm strong enough to do this. Yeah. And like, I know, I knew that I always knew I had great balance. Beam was always my favorite. I grew up riding horses. I love to walk the log across streams. Like my, my boyfriend made a bet with me that I couldn't still walk a balance beam. He doesn't know much about gymnastics. And I was like, okay. So I got to plan our entire vacation. Cause of course I can still walk a balance beam. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think when they already believe it about themselves, it really helps. So how do you help them create it? Same way. We're looking at a feelings list. We're having them choose what feeling do you think would help fuel you to do this thing that you're trying to do? And so I like to do this. Let's come back to just you at the beginning of my day. I did this this morning. Okay. What do I have to do today? I need to do, you know, I'm doing a lot of recording today. So what do I want to feel? to fuel me to do recording. And I wanted to feel capable. I wanted to feel proud because I'm so proud of all the stuff that we've learned and that, and then I wanted to feel helpful. Like I want to help you guys learn this material. And so then I figured out what thought would I need to think on each of those, of those feelings. And then I just focus, refocus on that feeling, that thought throughout the day. So for them, you could ask them at the beginning of workout, okay, what is it that you want to accomplish today? Or the beginning of being beginning of bars, like, what do you want to accomplish? Okay. What feeling is going to fuel you to do that today? And then now let's focus on creating that feeling with our thoughts. So this one's really easy to use. It's harder to use, like go back to the first, this is the end of the mindset progression for creating powerful fuel. If your gymnast is full of fear, full of frustration, getting to here, they got to clear, clear out the other first, but day to day, even when you're feeling frustrated, you, you can still feel determined even when you're, you know, so getting them into this, this part's the magic when you can start every single thing that you're doing, going like, what do I need to do? What do I need to feel? What do I need to do? And then what do I need to feel to do it? And you get really good at like, I need to feel motivated. I need to feel, um, centered. I need to feel enthusiastic. Like you can do that. You can create magic with the actions that you take and the results that you get. And let me tell you, gymnastics is so much more fun. <laughs> That's like my caveat. Like this is how you enjoy the sport again. This is how your gymnasts, because they are having the negative emotions, but they're not tearing them apart and they're able to experience the sport how they want to and have fun yeah. and enjoy it and continue. This doesn't get rid of struggles, but it, it helps you manage them. And yeah. that's what we even hear. I mean, I have a gymnast, um, cause I coach as well. Right. And, um, I have a gymnast that really, I mean, sometimes she still did deal with like balking and some fears and things, but it wasn't so dramatic and she communicates with us because she has these tools and these skills to mm -hmm. be able to move and can keep going and finish the day and try again the next day without it being so heavy. Yeah. So quick ways to use this in the gym. If you're going to go all in, you want to get a feelings list printed out. Um, we can um, attach one that we like to use in the show notes, but um, you want to get a feelings list printed out, make it a poster if you can and get it up there um, and then use it and just, okay, what's the emotion? Um, 
you know, teach them like how creating that emotion. But if you don't want to teach them this, you don't have to, and you can still use it. I think one of the best ways to use it is in giving corrections. So the action is fueled by the emotion. And when you only ask them to change the action, the result usually won't change because it's still being fueled by the same emotion. So when we get them to be fueled by a new emotion, they can actually make the correction you're asking them to make. So one of the things that you can do in giving corrections is, you know, instead of, instead of just focusing on the, focusing on the physical thing they need to do, like, okay, now what emotion, you know, is going to help you, um, Maybe let's, okay. And you can even just suggest it. Okay. Maybe on this turn, try being really determined, you know, be focused, be in and pull in some of those, um, for them as you're giving corrections. Any other thoughts, Allie? No, love that. All right. Way more fun at the end of this series. (laughs) Yes. So next month we're going all in on how to actually think positively. It is our, like the key to all of this, um, is figuring out how to move your thoughts from, cause we're moving both, right? When you're down at the negative thought, you're down at that, that, or when you're down at the thought that is creating emotions that are pulling away your power. And then we want to move up to the top where you are creating emotion that is powering you to what you want to do. And then this is the process to get there. So we'll see you next month. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone says that gymnastics is 80% mental, but most gymnasts spend very little time training their brain. You've seen it a thousand times where a gymnast can do her skills physically, but her fear and doubt are holding her back. Or she does amazing routines in practice, but her nerves get the best of her in competition. We would love to help your gymnast have productive practices and confident competitions. We know they need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created created short, effective lessons and coaching that fit between practice and the rest of life. We have courses and coaching programs for individual gymnasts and gymnastics teams that are based on proven behavioral science you can be confident in and results that speak for themselves. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your gymnast success, their mind. Check us out at gymnasticsmindsetacademy.com.